introducing first, out of the blue corner, weighing in at 175 pounds, soaking wet, fighting out of New Orleans, Louisiana, Michael Bergeron! Boy, if that ain't one of the, the best sounding songs I've ever heard. And if you're wondering who that was, we're going to start things out here in UFC Blatherskite with Mike Bajeron. That was Sludgeface Black Sheep, one of the hottest new albums out. I love you regardless. And that's one of my guys right there. Go check them out. They got some great stuff, some great music. So let's just get ready. First and foremost, to talk about what was an amazing, uh, it was a really, really good UFC 270. But first, let me talk about this. Listen to this. Woo-wee. That's real. That sounds good. You know, the metal even opens differently than the rest of the waters out there. Liquid Death Mountain drinking water. Drinking water from the Alps. Body stuff is good. You know, and it's not good for my drives home either, uh, going from New Orleans down to where I live. It's about a 45-minute drive. I drink maybe one too many of these while I'm out here, and I've got to pee, you know, and I don't want to stop anywhere. Anyways, definitely one of the best waters you got out there. Go order you some and get it delivered right to your doorstep. Put it in the fridge. Wait a few hours and drink it later. Also... Brought to you none other than, as you see the city behind me, or you might just be hearing this, I don't know, who cares, Boot Crew Media located in New Orleans, Louisiana, it's your one, your one stop, shop, listen, etc. for, I mean, everything, this is, Boot Crew Media is uh, the podcasts of all shapes and sizes, you can, if, if, if you have any kind of interests, just stop in and check out one of our podcasts, you like to fish, we got fishing podcasts. You like basketball? Don't don't look no further than Propel's talk themselves. Saints, all of it, all of the fixes. You watch The Bachelor, Batch and Boozy. You like to golf? We're on a golf podcast. We don't play around over here at Bucher Media. But anyways, let's get into what will be, what was the second. UFC event, first pay-per-view of the year, and Ganu Gan, and what was a great 270, and we're going to start from the bottom up of the main card. Um, two things of note is the the fight bonuses, 50,000 fight bonuses. Fight of the night was Figueredo and Moreno, which was a really good fight. And uh, the performance of the night, the night, there were two of them, said Nurmagomedov and Vanessa Demopoulos. Um I did miss the prelims, so shame on me, but I was driving out here. They had a lot of football going on that day. What was the greatest weekend of divisional round football ever? But we're not talking about that here. That's not why we're here. And uh, said Norman Gamedoff, first fight of the night, Michael Morales, a virtual unknown who was put on the main card 
last minute. Um, gets a TKO win over Trevin Giles, Michael Morales of note, 21 years old. 21 years old, 13-0 record in his UFC debut, gets a first-round TKO in the welterweight division, and boy, was that impressive. Can you imagine you're about to fight on your first card of your UFC career? You get bumped up to the main card to lead it off, and you get the TKO in the first round? Keep an eye out for Michael Morales in the future. 13 and 0. He's also 10 of those 13 wins were by knockout or TKO. That's 77% of his fights. That's always, always good. He did come from Dana White's contender series. Um, whereas he fought all over the place before, but he's definitely earned his spot there and taking advantage of the opportunity when it's given to you. You know, it's 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 one thing to come in your UFC debut and get a big win. It's another thing to come out in your UFC debut and get a TKO. Against uh, Trevin Giles, um, see if I can get that up. It was a first round knockout in four minutes and six seconds into the first round against Trevin Giles, who has a fourteen and four record. He was fourteen and three coming into that fight. Um, he is does have back to back losses, and that was his welterweight debut. But guess what? Welterweight debut better not happen against Michael Morales. I can tell you that. Keep an eye out. When Michael Morales fights next, be sure that I'm going to be watching that fight. Got the attention of me. And you know what that you know what that says? Not a whole lot. But I enjoyed it, and I'm sure everybody else did too. Second fight was said Nurmagomedov versus Cody Stammen. And 47 seconds it took Nurmagomedov. Stamen's a pretty explosive fighter himself. Nurmagomedov was coming in with high kicks, spinning back fists, spinning back elbows, spinning back kicks, front kicks. I can't tell you what he threw in 47 seconds. Significant strikes left and right. I mean, put the pressure on Stamen immediately. And he threw some of those backing up and still finished him in 47 seconds by a guillotine choke. And he, he he rightfully deserved performance of the night. I mean, hands down, deserved that. And it just blows my mind that in the bantamweight division, that Nurmagomedov, with a 15-2 and two record, who's won his last two fights, and he's won, what, uh, nine of his last ten fights, is still, and the new rankings are out, that he's still not in the top 15 of the welterweight division, right? Did I say welterweight? Hold on now. Hold on now. Nope. I have horrible memory. That would be the bantamweight division. But that being said, bantamweight, he's not in the top 15. Yet you've got Rafael Asuncao. Time to butcher names, people. Time to butcher names. Who's coming off of two knockout losses. And not that he doesn't deserve to be in the top 15, but Nurmagomedov absolutely does. And if 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 Sean O'Malley is going to keep fighting guys not ranked in the top 15, give Sean O'Malley Nurmagomedov on the next one, and everybody in the mama is going to buy that fight. Are you kidding me right now? It's going to be insane. Boy, that water's good. Uh, moving on. Moving on. Michael Pereira. Versus Andre Fialho. I had Fialho in that fight. Maybe I did. Maybe I, I think I picked Ferreira, actually. Fialho was really, that was a unanimous decision. 29 28s across the board. Um, 
Let's see. Michael Parella. I think he got an invite to Figueredo's camp recently, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but he gets a big win, 27 and 11 now. He's won his last four fights. Um, so keep an eye out for Pereira to, 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 to sneak in the net top 15 with another win. And then we move on to what was the fight of the night. Figueredo, Brandon Moreno, three. It lived up to everything we thought it was going to be. I, the decision, another decision. This one was unanimous, 48-47s across the board for Figueredo. And I, I think Moreno had those first two rounds. I thought it was kind of up in the air. Initially, Initially, I had the, the understanding, not the understanding. I had the thought that, that Moreno probably did enough to defend the title, but it could go either way. I was okay with it either way. And Figueredo really did take over as the fight got on. I mean, dude, there were, they, they stood up, they boxed it out. They, they, there were many takedowns, takedown attempts. It was really good, entertaining fight to watch. And Figueredo ended up overlasting him in those last three rounds, took over those last three rounds. And I can see that completely. 48, 47, Figueredo. Good for them. I think we definitely see a fourth fight down the road. Unfortunately, they can't do that again, back to back to back to back. Um, but it's, it, it, we'll definitely see there. I think Moreno's not going anywhere. Let Figueredo defend that thing. Let Moreno beat whoever's next after him. Um, and on the horizon, you know, you look at the, the, the flyweight division with those two. You've got Askar, Askarov, and Alexandre Pantoja. Um, and I've said this, I said this in episode one of UFC Blind Sky. And I'm gonna say it again. Keep an eye out for Kai Kara France, who has been quickly climbing up the boards. And I look forward to his next fight. You let Figueredo defend the belt, Moreno win. Give us another one right there. Cause I mean, that's three amazing fights there for those guys. Um, did they all get fight of the night? I think all three of those fights. Um, I think all three of those fights got fight of the nights. We'll see. Uh, no, 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 they didn't. Two of the three got fight, fight of the night. Two of the, two of the three. Um, uh, I forgot Moreno choked them out. I thought they all went to the decision. Anyways, and then moving on to the main event. I've got some thoughts. Well, not about the fight. The fight was great. The fight was great. Francis Agano defends his heavyweight championship against Cyril Gaon. 48-47, 48-47, and 49-46. Wow. Um, and I, I I was more along the lines of a 49-46. Gaon had it early in that fight, too. And then Ngano just took over over time. Finding out after the fight that Ngano did he tear both the ACL and MCL? Did he strain them both? He, I know he was doing surgery on them. And what was in Ghana's last fight before his UFC contract ends? And the ball's in his court. He came out and he showed us a facade of Francis Ghana that we've never seen before. Multiple takedowns. I think four, four or five takedowns in that fight against Ghana took the fight to Ghana and would look to be a perfect fight for Ghana. Ghana excels against guys. He was previously undefeated. He excelled against guys, stand up guys. Uh, Foxing, foxing. <laughs> boxing fighters, guys that are throwing hands. He excels in it, man. He can take them down. He can box with the best of them. And Gandhi not only outboxed him in the middle of the late rounds, took him down multiple times. Dude, he was going for submissions. Never seen it. I mean, Ngannou has elevated his fight game to a level that, that 
that I think many people did not expect him to, or maybe many people didn't think he could do. The caveat to that is he said he's not fighting for $500,000 anymore. And the UFC doesn't pay enough in a lot of people's minds to keep them. And and Ganu has a background in boxing and he wants to box. He said it after the fight. He might take the one with, with Fury, which I'll say this. This is purely my opinion. I would much rather watch Francis Ngannou finish and fight his entire career in the UFC, okay? I don't watch a whole lot of boxing. I don't, and it's the truth. I want to see him fight in the UFC. I want to watch UFC fights with him. That being said, the man's got to do what's best for him. If he can go make tens of millions of dollars fighting Tyson Fury, then all the power to the guy. I'm going to watch that fight. But, man, it's going to break my heart not to see him in an octagon. When he's on top of a division and he's shown he's the number four, I don't believe he moved up in the in the pound-for-pound pound, um, rankings. He was number four previously with Adesanya, Volkanovski, and Usman there, but he, he cemented himself as the number four pound-for-pound pound fighter. You know... You know, there's still there's still people to be had in that division. I mean, he definitely, I mean, a rematch with Stipe, I would love to see. Derek Lewis get another shot if he can keep it up. Curtis Blades is there. Volkov's still there. Chris Dawkins, he'll fight Derek Lewis next. That's a name to keep an eye on. You know, Ty Tuavasa. Uh, or is Tuavasa fighting Derek Lewis? I don't know. Let's try, let's find that out, though. I know it was either. Um, Derek Lewis, yeah, Tuavasa is going to fight him February 12th, UFC 271. Don't miss that one either. I'm ready for that fight call right now. Um, as we look ahead. So not, not, nothing changes in the top 15. Nothing changes in the top 15. Well, yeah, they, yeah, they did actually. I was looking at the wrong thing. Peter Yan moves up two spots to number nine. <clears throat> Stevie Beatrice moves one spot down. Glover Teixeira moves up. The shakeup happened when Figueiredo jumped up to 12, obviously from being unranked, and it moved Moreno down to 13. He drops three spots to 13. He was previously 10. Whitaker's 14. Blackowicz is 15. All of those guys have fights coming up very soon. And then you've also got John Jones was chiming in. Boom, about tired of hearing. And Daniel Cormier, I saw a little clip of this yesterday when he was talking to RC on ESPN is like, I get it, man. John Jones is one of the most talented, if not the most talented UFC fighter, maybe ever. This guy's one of the goats. He's, you know, purely inside the octagon is undoubtedly on the Mount Rushmore of UFC. Maybe, I don't know, maybe he doesn't make a cut because he's a jerk, but his skills, if there was like a skills Mount Rushmore of UFC fighters somewhere out there in the world, maybe right next to Richie Rich's Mount Rushmore, you catch my drift, huh? Richie Rich. Then he would be up there. He's so talented, but I'm fed up with the talk. He hasn't fought once in the heavyweight division. I want to see it for crying out loud. The minute he walks in, he's going to be like Michael Chandler. They're probably going to put him in a top five. Oh, drives minutes. You know what I mean? Um, he was chiming in, talking about a cakewalk and stuff. I promise. So I've, I've, I've seen comments on the social media airwaves talking about if John Jones 
is going to, you know, if John Jones is, is some guys think he would just take Ngannou too much of a skill set. Man, I, I think John, I think and if Ngannou fought John Jones, I don't think he'd go in with the game plan he did against Gon. I think he'd go in and, and take his head off. Just take his head off. I don't think it'd be anything wild. Stipe was a, a far better tactical striker than 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 John than Nganu was. And Nganu weathered the storm. Patient fighting, right? Know your shots. Take your shots. He's a very smart fighter. I don't think he gets enough credit for it. You want to go watch something good? Go watch Daniel Cormier's fight breakdowns and stuff, man. It, it's so good. So good. Um, let's see. Not much else was changed outside of there. There is one note here, and I, I briefly talked about it last time. Peter Yan didn't move up two spots. Peter Yan. Petre Yan. There's two spots there. And he's the interim champ. And Aljamain Sterling's still sitting there, not in the top 15. It just goes to the point last time about it. Um, and then as we look forward, like, what does that mean for the fights moving forward? There's no fight this weekend. There's no fight. The next fight card is UFC fight night. Uh, Hermanson versus Strickland, February 5th at the UFC Apex. Uh, if this thing would ever work, then we can figure out who's fighting. Hermanson and Strickland are there from the middleweight. They don't even have this card all the way filled out in this thing. Um, that's a middleweight fight. And it's a very uh it's a very important one. Hermanson's number six, I believe Strickland's number seven. Um oh man, you gotta be kidding me right now. Hermanson's number six, Strickland's number seven in the middleweights. Is that correct? It is. You gotta be kidding me. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. We're gonna have to edit that out. And they have a plethora of other fights on this fight night card that uh, I don't have a clue who these guys are. I mean, I, I hate this, you know. If you made it thus far, just stick around. Uh, because I don't know who in the world any of these people are. I've never heard of a single one, except for maybe Alexa Davis is fighting against, uh, ooh, I'm not even going to try to say that name. You know what? Forget it. Uh, Julija Stolarenko. Um, It's going to be a good one. These are the ones you got to watch. Nobody on this fight card has a real name that people know about. So people are going to be slugging away, hopefully. Um, definitely stay tuned for that. But the biggest the biggest fight card, the one after that, we're going to get to fights and back. Well, really, we got fights like every week for months after this, which is amazing. Adesanya and Whitaker 2, February 12th. So we spoke earlier on Derek Lewis fighting Ty Tuovasa, who's coming off of two major knockouts where he drank the beer out of the shoe. Uh, I don't know that I'm hoping for that again, as I do like Derek Lewis, but no doubt. Middleweight Jared Cannonier and Derek Brunson face off in the third fight of that night of the, of the main card. And then you have Adesanya Whitaker 2, which is massive, because I feel like Whitaker's the only guy in that weight division as of right now, as of today, who can beat Adesanya. We haven't seen Adesanya, if I'm, if I'm correct, since the loss to Blackowicz, and I'm dead wrong, we saw him fight June 12th of last year against Marvin Vittori, defended the middleweight championship. Uh, so don't listen to me, you're <laughs> okay. Um, 
And Adesanya is going to work on his fourth title defense. He's got three title defenses there. Um, Usman with five. Shevchenko with six. Um, so that's a massive one. You've got a bantamweight bout, Kyler Phillips versus Marcelo Rojo. And then lightweight bout, Bobby Green versus Nazarat Harkapurst. Oh, that was horrible. Imagine if I got one of these guys on the podcast and I did not didn't know how to say his name at all. They beat me up. Um, you all, and then another thing. This is this is a ways away, but I don't know when this news broke. Where was I? Was I living under a rock? May seventh. This is down the road here. UFC two seventy four. We already knew that Glover Teixeira was. We're going to defend his light heavyweight championship for the first time against Jihee Paul Slavaka. Uh, we already knew that. And then it was just announced a UFC, which is what we all thought it was going to be, lightweight championship bout. Charles Oliveira will defend it against, as tough as they come, Justin Gaethje. Boy, oh boy. Was that today? Did I just break freaking news? Sure, the MMA world already knows about that, but it's a massive fight here. Charles Oliveira, who has looked nothing short, but absolutely monstrous in his title defenses and getting the title. He looks almost unbeatable. Is going to fight Justin Gaethje, who's coming off of a fight, a fight of the year candidate with Michael Chandler, and he's always in battles. He's got a chin like there's no tomorrow. So just an iron jaw. You also have Macy Chasson versus Norma Dumont, uh, Ariane Carnelosi versus Lupita Godinez. Um, don't have a clue who any of the four of them are, but good for them for making the car. That's a women's featherweight bout and a women's strawweight bout. That's going to be something to watch out for, you know. And then we can we can run around some of the news. This is not new news, but so I'll briefly just highlight it for those of you that didn't know about it. Is Henry Cejudo coming in one title shots right off the bat? Look, talking all crazy, you know. It's all the cringeworthy stuff with him as usual. And then Conor McGregor, Conor McGregor, <laughs> Conor McGregor calling Cejudo a little fart. <laughs> he calls Cejudo a little fart. And then Cejudo chimes back, double chump, double champ. I don't understand that at all. He's not the best with comebacks or with his words. Um, and then, but then Suhudo also says, what do you know about farting? You always run out of gas. It's like, that's the best you could come up with. But in his mind, you know, he really thought he jabbed him there. You know, just get Suhudo back in the UFC so we can see some of these cringeworthy post-fight interviews. Cause he really was, I mean, at the end of his run before his retirement, he was becoming very dominant. Um, but he retired before he could defend the belts a long time. And same for McGregor. He got to a point where he was so big and he was bigger than the sport that he was going to do other things. At the top of his game, he didn't defend any titles and he went box, which is good for him. But let's get him back in the ring. Let these two guys fight it off. I don't need, you know, I, I, like who cares? Who cares? Um, it's just, in, it's, in, it's incredible to watch for Cejudo and him go at it. Um, so, you know, in the title shot for that belt for Volk, he wanted Volkanovski's belt, but Cejudo wanted. Uh, Dana White said, "You don't just get to retire for two years and come back and get a title shot immediately." To which part Cejudo said, "GSP did years ago. You let him walk." Uh, Cejudo claims that he would fight and stay in and defend the belt, but he didn't do that before. He got two belts and he left. Um, 
And, but but Volkanovski will defend his title against the Korean zombie, Chan Sung Jung. And that's going to be a good one, too. I'm very excited about that. Volkanovski's looked really good in his last few fights and defending his belt um, as well. So the, the big news, yeah, Nganu faces a nine-month recovery for his um for his knee surgery. We've already talked about Charles Oliveira, Justin Gaethje, you know, going to clash for that title. May 7th, Kamaru Usman, the, um, oh my gosh. <laughs> Uh, Kamaru Usman is, is considered moving up two weight divisions for the light heavyweight title of, of Glover Teixeira's skipping Israel Adesanya. I don't understand the logic in that. I mean, good for him if he could do something like that. Jumping up two weight divisions is a lot. Uh, not many people do that. I don't know why you jump right over Adesanya. Adesanya is a higher pound-for-pound pound fighter than... Then Glover Teixeira, right? That would be the bigger fight. Don't go up to light heavyweight. Go to freaking welterweight. Or middleweight, I mean. Go to middleweight and fight Adesanya. Adesanya, Kamara Usman, are they friends? Is that why they're not doing this? I don't care. I want to see them fight. Who cares? I'd for sure fight my friend for a title. Are you kidding me? Which friend that is? Stay tuned for episode three. I'll let you know. Um... And then if there's any other news, I mean, Figueredo says that uh, my next title defense will be against whoever sells more. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. I, I do think that if, if these guys do fight off for a fourth straight fight, that not straight, but if they do have a rematch for the fourth time, they've got to be the main event. These guys are giving us fight of the nights, fight of the years. I mean, really good chess matches with these two. They deserve to be main eventers, for crying out loud. Not the co-main event. I understand they were behind Ngannou, but they can move some things around. We got pay-per-views with, with well, they all have titles on the line, but we got pay-per-views that are lackluster due to people falling out, dropping out, injuries, you know, replacements, anything, man, where, where titles are not on the line because they miss weight and things of that nature. You know, Figueredo definitely deserves to be on the main card. 100% deserves to be on the main card. You know, it's going to be something to watch. You got TJ Dillashaw. Oh, well, he's got knee surgery. He, he provides... A timetable. See if we can pull this up. Let's see. We're definitely going to have to edit out this pause because I don't know where it's at. I don't know where it's at. And then there's T.J. Dillashaw, who recently had an interview with ESPN where he gave an update on his recovery. He said it's going to be in about six months. Six months. Puts us in June. You know, and, and Dillashaw, Dillashaw is, is, is a fun fighter to watch, and he's really impressive. He's been great. You know, you got the better Cody Garbrandt, Cardi Garbrandt's falling down, a top 15 and things of that nature. You know, and you got T.J. Dillashaw, who's sitting there. I mean, six months from now, if we can ever get a Yan Sterling fight, Put T.J. Dillashaw against Jose Aldo. Let the winner of that get a title. Or just keep, keep T.J. Dillashaw the next fight. You know? Just made work of Michael Chandler. 
which I don't even see that guy in the top 15. Oh, no, because he's welterweight. What am I talking about? <laughs> I got off mic. Um, but, yeah, Michael Chandler and TJ Dillashaw's right on the outside looking. I think six months from now, you could totally see uh, maybe one more fight to get him into that title shot. Everybody in their mama just wants to see Sterling and Young and the illegal blow and all the trash talk, the disrespect going around. And, and I mean, things are heating up for it. Things are heating up for it. That being said, uh, I guess I will we'll, we'll wrap this up now as we've kind of run over with everything I can think about running over. So me, be sure to let me know what I forgot about, to which point I'll say knock it off. Uh Another little shout out to Liquid Death here. I've been enjoying this water big time. Definitely gonna have to peel my ride home from the studios, as well as um, as well as Boot Crew Media. Go follow us on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, all the things. Go to the website bootcrewmedia.com. It's the best. It's the best website of all the websites, really, in my opinion. Um, and. Give us a follow. We're covering everything from the Saints to the Pels to the, the NOLA Gold, the rugby team about to kick off the first week of February, the home opener. Do you know anything about rugby? Neither do I, but is it still very interesting, and could you learn it? Surely you could learn it. Uh, enough of you people out there learn the science of the pyramid schemes and all the things you're trying to sell and invite me to on Facebook. Surely you can figure out the rules of rugby with me. I'll see you there for kickoff with the NOLA Gold very soon. And stay tuned here because I'll come back next week even without a fight. We're not going to skip an episode of UFC Blatherskite with me. But uh, definitely, definitely we'll see you guys soon. I am looking forward to, if I can find it, I'm looking forward to the UFC fight night on February 5th. And for sure, UFC 271 out of Sonya Whitaker, too. Those are going to be amazing. Looking forward to seeing you guys then. Thanks for listening. Give us that like. Give us that share. Give us that drink. Order some liquid death. And have an amazing, an amazing weekend. Conference championship weekend. You guys have a good one. I figured that I would be fine if I just kept my mind on the top.